Welcome to the Rich, Fulfilling Life Show with your host, Saad Nadim. Saad is a fiduciary and licensed financial life advisor who specializes solely in internationally trained physicians like yourself and helps you build a tax-efficient retirement plan, a children's education plan, and an estate plan in four weeks without selling you any investments or insurance. RFL Wealth Management has grown successfully because of internationally trained physicians like you that have come to Canada later in life and are looking to retire comfortably with sound, tax-efficient advice and enjoy a rich, fulfilling life. And now, your host, Saad Nadim. All right, welcome to your Rich Fulfilling Life show. I'm your host, Saad Nadim. I am extremely excited for this episode today because it's something really out of the ordinary, not something you would definitely expect from a wealth management podcast, but I thought it is important for us to discuss things like this uh, because we're all about helping you live a rich, fulfilling life. And the only way we know how to do that is to obviously talk about everything that is encompassing of a rich, fulfilling life. So not money is obviously a part of it, but there's many, many other things that help us live a rich, fulfilling life. So today's episode is called Master These 10 Profound Insights to Transform Your Life into a Rich, Fulfilling Life. These are not just your average, you know, quotes that you might have read or, you know, heard in your recent past, like, you know, spend less than you earn or budget, you know, things like that. So we're not going to be just doing that. We're going pretty deep in terms of what it is we're trying to accomplish here today. So it's going to be a pretty philosophical uh, conversation today, which I'm super excited about. A lot of ancient advice, you know, which I think is probably the best type of advice because it means that it's it has stood the test of time. So there's quite a lot of ancient advice here, uh, some advice over the last 50, 100 years. But overall, I think you're going to be um, quite insightful, <laughs> uh, you know, by the uh, by the end of this episode. So I'm really excited, especially for number six. Uh, number six is my favorite. I think it's the uh, embodiment of what a rich, fulfilling life is all about. Uh, so you know, without further ado, let's just get uh, right into it. So what I'm going to be doing today is sharing with you the insight of, you know, uh, what it is that was said, who said it, uh, why it's important and life lessons behind it and, you know, how we can apply it to our life. So I'm pretty excited about this. So let's just get right into it. So number one, the first profound insight to transform your life into a rich, fulfilling life is investing should be more like watching paint dry or watching watching grass grow. If you want excitement, take $800 and go to Vegas. And this is said by Paul Samuelson. So Paul Samuelson is also known as the father of modern economics. Uh, he won a Nobel Prize in 1970 for his work in economics. And I probably think that as I said that quote, some of you might have snickered, <laughs> right? And the reason for that is because we think in investing needs to be exciting and investing needs to be, you know, what we see in the movies and TV shows and stuff like that and just making all this money and making deals and stuff like that when in reality uh, it's not actually like that right so the reason I think this quote is quite important is because we don't want to get caught up in the hype right like how how many people remember just a few years ago in the pandemic when you know all the rage was uh, GameStop and and AMC and all the other pandemic stocks that were kind of blowing up and overnight people were becoming millionaires and based on that hype people became day traders and I can't even stress the amount of calls I got from my clients which are physicians <laughs> that said 
Saad, we got to buy some GameStop or we got to buy some AMC and, you know, this is good. This is it. This is time. And my question to them now is, where did it all go? Where are all those day traders who left their jobs? Where are all those people who invested in GameStop and AMC and all the other things? I think Bed Bath & Beyond was one of them as well. Uh, so, you know, it's not supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be boring. It's supposed to be slow. And that's the money that actually lasts you, you know, generations. And that's how we actually build wealth. So, you know, like Paul Samuel said, uh, if you want excitement, take $800 and go to Vegas. I guess $800 back in the 60s was probably quite a lot of money. And today it might be 10, 15, 20 grand. You know, whatever your budget for excitement is, kind of take that and, you know, just go to the casino. But uh, you really, really don't want to have excitement in your investments. And so one of the things that I thought how you can apply this to your own life is just think about the fact that if you're having too much fun investing, you're probably about to lose a lot of money, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, you know, that's just one thing uh, to keep in mind uh, when we think about this profound insight by Paul Samuelson. Next, we have price is what you pay, value is what you get. The second profound insight, price is what you pay, value is what you get. Uh, this is stated by Warren Buffett. I don't think I need to say much about Warren. Uh, you know, probably one of the greatest investors of our time. Uh, there's quite a lot of others, but he's definitely up there. And I actually wanted to stress this quote, not for investments, but actually for real life examples, because I think that would, you know, really hit home and we can always apply to investment. Uh, but real life is where I think we start to, we need to start taking advantage of this as internationally trained physicians. So one of the things that I believe we have to unlearn as coming from middle class families is that the idea that I can do everything myself, like why should I pay somebody to do something when I can just do it myself? And you may be very good at it. I'm not saying that you're not good at it, but I feel that as you start making more money, that mentality doesn't work too much anymore because it starts pulling you away from other things that are more important. On the other side, if you're not making too much money, you should probably do the tasks uh, yourself because you already don't may, may not already have money to make ends meet. But if you do have more than enough to make ends meet and you know you're living a pretty busy life, then I think one of the things we have to understand is that we want to be able to transfer or convert our money into time that we can buy back, right? And it's very different. And this quote really came from a conversation I was having with one of my clients uh, recently. He's a physician out of uh, London. And um, right when he hopped on the uh, online meeting, uh, he said, uh, hey, Saad, like, how's it going? But he kind of looked like he just finished something. So I asked him, like, hey, you know, what's going on? Were you in the middle of doing something? We can, you know, schedule back in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, maybe a bit better. Uh, and he told me that how he was assembling his new desk in his office. And it's uh, he's already spent about an hour and a half, two hours on it. And so I asked him, like, is it is it done yet? And he's like, oh, no. I need to probably do another 30, 45 minutes. So I'll do the meeting with you for an hour. After that, spend 45 minutes and I'll be home by eight o'clock. And I was just looking at him. I'm like, let's call him Sam for this purpose. And I'm like, Sam, why are you doing that? Like, do you not want to just go home and relax or spend some time with your kids or spend time with your spouse or maybe just do nothing? Maybe even just go for a little bit of a drive, grab a coffee or a tea and just, you know, just, you know, wind down. <laughs> you know, why are you going to do all of this and then finish by, like, you know, be home by eight? That's just crazy. So one idea that I gave to him, and that's the idea that I want to share with you all today, is 
we want to use services to help you get your time back, right? And a general rule of thumb that you can essentially follow is we got to take our hourly rate. So let's say you make, um, you know, on average, let's say you make 450000 a year. So if you make 450000 a year, your hourly rate is roughly $200 per hour. So the general rule of thumb that you can follow to get your time back is take that hourly rate and anybody who's charging you less than half of that hourly rate, you immediately outsource. Immediately. That's not even a thing you have to think about. Uh, you know, so this may include things like housework, groceries, uh, handyman around the house, uh, assembling furniture, <laughs> because that reminds me, the, the person I'm, I'm telling the story about, my client who's a physician in London, I asked him, you know, uh, how much did it, they, were they charging you to assemble the, assemble the desk? He told me they were charging me $60 to assemble the desk. So I'm like, so f to save $60, you're going to spend three hours of your time, which in your earning, he makes quite a bit of more than $450. Um, so you're, f to save $60, you just spent roughly $800? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So we have to start getting out of that mentality where we must not pay for as many things as possible and try to do it all ourselves. But I mean, price is what you pay is value is what you get. And the value that he would have received and moving forward, he pretty much, you know, the next time he bought something called me, he's like, oh, yes, uh, you know, I definitely did that. Thank you you know, so much for that, uh, because now he got to be home nice and early and, and got to, you know, take his kids out for ice cream. So, you know, value is extremely important here. So that is the profound insight. So price is what you pay and value is what you get. The next one we have here, number three, so the third profound insight that you need to transform your life into a rich, fulfilling life is be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And I'm surprised by how many people don't know these great words because it's never been truer in our life. And I'll give you the exact example. Humans are emotional creatures, right? We know that. We try to be as rational and logical as possible and try to make as many logical decisions as possible. But at the end of the day, we're emotional creatures, especially when it comes to investments. For some reason, we get attached to them. And if they start going down, we just can't, we just keep holding on to them for years until they come back up. Or if we bought some rental property and we love rental properties, even though we might be negative cash flow and it's really eating up our cash flow where we can be doing other things with it, we still want to hold on to it because, you know, like, you know, rents will eventually go up or the interest rates will eventually come down, you know, whatever the case may be. But we just get emotional. And we know this from the last 10 years, the real estate bubble that we just witnessed, right? Do you remember the time when a seller might say, I want a million dollars for this home? And all of a sudden you hear the next day, it was like national coverage that this house was sold 100,000 over asking, 200,000 over asking, half a million dollars over asking. Like that makes absolutely no sense, right? But the only reason that is happening is because we're emotional creatures and we're thinking, well, it doesn't matter what price I pay as long as the next next person six months later, a year later pays me more. But all of those people got burned today, right? And and it's really easy. It's because, you know, they're being greedy. That's the time you actually have to be fearful. An example of how you can apply this in your own life is I'll give a personal example here. Do you remember? Not even that long ago, just over a year ago now, a builder would send out an email or social media post or whatever and say, we're going to have 50 units releasing at, let's say, you know, Saturday at three o'clock in the morning. Morning. 
something, you know, and there would be a lineup there. There would be not just like a small lineup. I'm talking about it's almost like Black Friday and they're giving it out for free almost. And there's going to be like hundreds of people there already there since like seven o'clock. You had like, you know, you had to like plan your whole day around it to make sure that when that door opens at 3 a.m., you're going to be in there and you're going to be able to buy a property. And, you know, whatever the price builders were saying, they were getting. No problem. Recently, my wife and I got an email from a builder and it was released at, I think, on a Tuesday at 12 p.m. Prime time for many, many people to come buy rental properties. As so it happens in my <laughs> profession, some meetings go a bit longer than expected. So I was supposed to be done by about 11.45 or so. We're going to be there by 12. It was right beside uh, near our home, so it wasn't going to be that long of a drive, you know. Know, as, as faith would have it didn't finish till about 12 30 then you know we her and i discussed like should we still go like you know it's probably too many people there's probably already too late but at the end of it we were like you know what let's just go if there's too many people we'll just leave come back get some lunch but if not then you know at least we can see what what they have to offer we ended up getting to the builder by about 1 30 1 1 30 not a single soul was found there literally just walked in and nobody was there empty all the salespeople are there so, you know, we walked around the place, got all the information we wanted, which is unheard of. It's pretty much like, are you coming with an open checkbook and like, you know, ready to sign right now? If not, don't bother. But, you know, we had the time to comfortably sit. They gave us some drinks, some coffee, some tea. Um, you know, they're like, don't worry, take your time. You know, you know, just let me know if you have any questions. And her and I just decided which one we wanted. And on top of all of that, they gave us like, I think $20,000 of, you know, this and $10,000 dollars off that and like this rebate and super flexible payment options you know so it was absolutely crazy we're like we're just thinking about it we were looking back and we're like is this really like you know how it was because we don't remember it ever being like this at least not for a long time and, and i think the reason for that is because you know back to this profound insight be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful so again i'm not saying this is the best time to buy rental properties obviously you have to run the numbers and i don't know your specific situation. So I'm not saying any of those things. But what I am saying is that right now, people are extremely fearful extremely fearful. There's no way a builder releases homes, you know, at Tuesday at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and not a single person shows up. So when people are being fearful, that is the time we should be greedy. And that's exactly what my wife and I did. We got a really good price in the GTA area. So, you know, we're happy with it. And, uh, you know, hopefully it works out. You know, we'll see. The next, the number four profound insight we have here is compound interest is the eighth wonder of the the world. He who understands it earns it and he who doesn't pays it. Let me repeat that again. The number four profound insight to transform your life into a rich fulfilling life is compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. And that's by Albert Einstein. We all know he was a physicist, but this thought is just mind-numbing for many, many people. And the reason for that is because most people can't fathom how compound growth works. I mean, I guess not works, but in the sense that how much your money can grow over a long period of time. But this is not for the short-sighted. This is for the long-sighted. And the reason for that is because I see it in the numbers all the time. I see it when we're making the plans. I see it 
where the numbers are going to be. And we're not doing, you know, super risky and greedy stuff and buy this and sell that. I'm just saying pretty low key, pretty simple, follow the plan and let compound growth do its thing. And 5, 10, 15 years, 20 years later, you're going to be extremely wealthy. Like, you know, the financial life plans that we make for physicians, they're shocked when we tell them, oh yeah, you're probably going to end up leaving about 10, 15 million dollars for your kids. And they're like, what? Are you serious? Yes, because that's how compound growth works, right? So the lesson we want to learn from here and how we can apply this to our life is by sticking to monthly savings schedules where you pay your future self first before you do anything else. Before we spend money, before we do the things like travel and buy cars or whatever, we want to pay our future selves first. And if we do that, and we do that consistently, regardless of what's happening in the world, markets are down, no problem. Markets are up, no problem. It's called dollar cost averaging. And we're saving this money inside what we call your corporate liquid bucket, inside your medical professional corporation. So we save the money in there consistently month over month. And regardless of what's happening in the world, we stick to the plan and you'll be absolutely shocked how much we can increase your wealth by not making short-term decisions and just sticking to the long-term plan and sticking to the financial life plan that we've created for you. So it's absolutely amazing. So Albert Einstein with a pretty golden nugget over there. The fifth profound insight to transform your life into a rich, fulfilling life is the best way to predict your future is to create it. And this is by Peter Drucker. And Peter Drucker was a uh, famously known for his book that he wrote, The Effective Executive in 1960s. And uh, till today, many management companies, many companies still use his theories and management styles in terms of how to actually be an effective executive. And he said this, the best way to create your future is to create it. And if you think about it, I mean, you can't accomplish anything in life if you don't set a goal, right? Think about how you became a physician. Did you just willy-nilly just go and be, yeah, I'll do this exam and that and over here and by the end of it, you're like, oh, great, look at this, I'm a doctor. No, you made small steps over a long period of time that allowed you to eventually be in this position where you are an internationally trained physician in Canada. This is not by accident. We created this future or you created this future. It's the exact same way how we must create your financial independence, right? So how do we do that? How do we apply that to our real life? Well, it's quite simple. We want to know what is your rich, fulfilling life? What does that look like? Once we know what your rich, fulfilling life is, we've quantified it. Now we want to work backwards to figure out what is the most tax efficient way to get you to be financially independent, right? Again, this is not done by accident. Um, we must plan for this carefully, be a turtle, take small steps, and over a long period of time, you will 100% be financially independent. And that is how we do it. The sixth profound insight to transform your life to a rich, fulfilling life. And I believe, I wholeheartedly believe that this quote here is the very embodiment of what a rich, fulfilling life is. So this quote is, take benefit of these five before the other five. Your youth before your old age, your health before your sickness, your wealth before your poverty, your free time before you're preoccupied, and your life before your death. Just absolutely beautiful. So this is said by Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And many of us, I feel, are waiting 
for this to happen or that to happen. And, and if this happens, then I'll be happy. Or if this happens, then, you know, I'll be satisfied. But it's an endless game. It's, it's you're never going to receive that happiness. You must learn to enjoy these five before the other five. Because if you look around, I would imagine that you are in a position that is better than 80, 90% of the world. And that is something to be extremely thankful for. Right. So it's our job to make sure that we can take advantage of these five, you know, take advantage of our youth before our old age. Right. We don't want to wait till 65 to live a rich, fulfilling life and travel and do all of these things. Why can't we do that today? Right. And I would even go further. I would even say take advantage of your children's youth before they grow up. Right. Because once they are grown up, that's it. There's not, there's nothing more. They're already, they're already adults. And you and if you don't spend the time with them when they're adults, they're probably not going to spend the time with you in your old age so you know we definitely do want to enjoy our youth before our old age we want to enjoy our health before sickness how many individuals we know that are young and healthy and overnight something happens and they're never the same ever again and this whole time they were like oh yeah well you know when i'm this age i'll get to do that or when i'm this age i'll do that I don't think we have to do that. I think we can actually just accomplish those things today. I think 100% we can live a rich, fulfilling life today. So, you know, we want to take advantage of your health before sickness. So, you know, travel before you can't. Run around with your kids while you're still able to. Run a marathon. Seek an adventure. Um, and again, I'm not saying this to be, you know, you have to do all of these crazy things because, you know, personally, my rich, fulfilling life is not running a marathon. So I'm not going to do that. But it's about, I guess, the point I'm trying to get across is find the things that will keep you alive alive and make you feel alive and don't wait for some time in the future. Let's just do that today. Your wealth before your poverty, right? We try to plan things in life as much as possible. But sometimes God obviously has some different plans for us. This is not to say that you will be in poverty. Uh, but you know, a lot of times what happens is that you may not get to enjoy your wealth because you were busy actually making the money. So you actually didn't get to enjoy the money. Your, maybe your kids will eventually get to enjoy the money. I think that's a very old generational way of thinking. We don't need to do that. You know, our parents usually talk about all the sacrifices they made. We can still make those sacrifices. Obviously, we have to. It's our duty to do that as parents. But essentially, we still want to live a rich, fulfilling life as well. We do want to enjoy our, our money and our wealth today as well. We still will leave more than enough back for them tax efficiently. We'll figure all of that out. But we got to enjoy our wealth while we're still young and healthy as well. So I think that's, that's a key here um, as well. The next one is your free time before you're preoccupied. This one, I feel living in 2023 is something almost people may even look down upon. <laughs> you know, if you're not doing something, people feel like something's wrong with you, right? Because our work has become the end all be all, you know, where if you're if you're constantly working and seen like a good thing, but not necessarily because, you know, if you have some free time, you should definitely, definitely enjoy it because you never know when you're going to get busy. I actually came across a, um, a story uh, on my LinkedIn post recently where a physician, uh, she wrote about how, you know, ever since she's been a physician, life just got busy with family and this and that. And But she loved to, do, to dance. And she can't remember the last time she actually danced. So what she did was, you know, one of the days she found a class uh, that she was interested in and went for dance. And after that, she felt so alive and felt like, like a renowned like you know a brand 
new love for dancing all over again. I mean, she's always loved it. It's just that she got busy, right? So you never know when your free time will be taken away from you and you're going to get preoccupied with just life. So, you know, that's something we definitely want to be mindful of. One of the things I remember that I read uh, a little while ago was as kids, you never know when's the last day you're going to be at park, right? Like I remember like all the days when I was a kid, I loved to go to the park. And then one random day, my friends and I stopped going and I haven't been back to the park since then. I go now because my kids want to go to the park. But, you know, it's, I think it's just to really drive that point. If you love to do something or if you have free time, enjoy it, cherish it. There's nothing wrong with it because sooner or later, don't you worry, life will get you busy, you know? And the last one here is we have life before death. So, you know, like I always say, and I've been saying for quite a long time now, which is that you must do everything in your power to live a rich, fulfilling life because you only have one and you can't be spending your life chasing after money or materialistic things because that's never going to end. You're never going to be satisfied there. All of those things are extra. Once you're fulfilled today, once you enjoy your life today, you will 100% be able to enjoy all of the other things as well. So my, uh, one of my good friends and I were having a conversation, uh, Cheyenne, and he reminded me recently of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And what he said was, you know, the way he explained it is that, you know, there's five objectives or, or goals here, right? Or needs. So there's the physiological need, safety needs, love and belonging, esteem, and self-actualization. And what he said was something really thought-provoking. What he said was the bottom four in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you need money for. You need money to make sure that you have shelter. You have money to make sure that your family is fed. You need money to make sure that they have clothes and clean drinking water and a home and a car to, you know, living in our society. Like, you know, all of these things, you need these things. But the most thought-provoking thing he said was at the top of the pyramid, the self-actualization, you actually need zero money for. You can actually, in fact, get to the top of the pyramid without ever actually needing money. And I feel like that's where a lot of internationally trained physicians are, or, is, or even just physicians in general. You obviously had a self-actualization to choose your life and make your life in, to serve other people. But that might not be the end of it, right? There's many, many people who, you know, have a change of heart. And over time, they want to do other things. They want to explore other things things. I know many physicians who are doing that. So just because you started that way, it doesn't mean that it has to be that way. You know, so you must live your life to the fullest before your actual death. So, you know, like I said, take five, take benefit of these five before other five, your youth before your old age, your health before your sickness, your wealth before your poverty, your free time before you're preoccupied and your life before your death. The number seven profound insight to transform your life to a rich, fulfilling life is keep your your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said never will I leave you never will I forsake you and this is from Hebrews 13 5 uh, as stated by uh, prophet Jesus and this is I, 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 just, I just feel like a countless like you know like a timeless principle a timeless insight that you know like every year every couple months you hear some story where people fall in love with money and end up making decisions that they shouldn't have had uh, shouldn't have made to end up in front page news right and there's so many stories right just recently you know uh, j I just wanted to just do a quick thing myself I just you know opened a Wall Street Journal and just like you know what has happened over the last three six months who's come up for some sort of uh, these types of activities. So there's a name, Elizabeth Holmes. She was the founder of Theranos. She said that she can run dozens of blood tests from a single drop of blood. You probably have heard of her, um, you know, about to serve 13 years of jail. Martin Shkreli, also known as Farmer Bro. Uh, 
he took a full monopoly of the drug Daraprim, uh, which is used for uh, people who are infected with HIV, and immediately overnight raised up the drug price from $13.50 to $750. Uh, he is right now serving, I think, uh, 12, 13 years in, in life as well. Bernie Madoff, same idea, serving life in prison, uh, you know, his entire life. So there's not even a chance for him to parole. Uh, global financial crisis. That was a big one. You know, when everybody gets greedy and everybody for the love of money starts making decisions they shouldn't have made, you know, the brokers, the bankers, the realtors, like everybody got wanted to just wanted to make money. So all of a sudden they created this entire system that was just based on nothing, right? People who couldn't afford homes or buying homes and not just one of them, but multiple of them hoping that like, you know, the, the things will stay the way they are, but they never do. Things change, life changes, circumstances change, but it's this love of money that makes us take decisions that, you know, we shouldn't have made uh, to end up in the front page news. So, you know, obviously how you can apply this to your own life is, you know, first and foremost, I think we need to just be thankful and grateful to God for what we have. Let's start there, right? Because that's a really great place to start. Next, I think the key thing here is to not just focus on these big activities like, oh yeah, well, I'm not, you know, founding this company or doing that or part of this global financial crisis or something. But I think many of us still do the small things. How many of us look at our neighbors' cars or our, our possessions? How many of us look at our family, uh, family members' homes or our friends' new cars or the vacations they take that we see on social media? And we want that and we want to have more money so we can do those types of things. But, you know, I, I think it's never going to end. Your life will end before that thought ends. Uh, so I think the first thing we want to do is be thankful and grateful to God for what we have and start there. And every time we're thinking one of these thoughts, we want to end it right then and there. We don't want to think about these things because we don't want to fall in love with money. We're grateful what we have. We'll work hard for what we want. It's not like I'm not saying that you shouldn't work hard. You should 100% work hard for your money, but properly, you know, legally, ethically. That's the way we want to approach our wealth. The eight profound insight to transform your life to a rich, fulfilling life is charity does not decrease wealth. And this is said by Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And I think it is... And again, it's just my personal belief. You don't have to agree with it, obviously. But I think one of the cool things being in my position is that I've had the chance to work with extremely successful people in my 10-year career. Extremely successful people. And I've seen how people value different things. I've seen people who value money over everything. I've seen people who value family over everything. I've seen people who value their business over everything. I've seen people who value their practice over everything. I've seen pretty much everything by this point, or at least most of it. But one thing that's out to me that I wanted to talk about here today is that most successful people actively donate money, not passively. I mean, they actively have a plan to make sure that they're going to be able to donate money. And I think a, a reason for that is why a lot of the major religions around the world have that idea of charitable giving in the religion itself, right? So if you talk about Christianity, there's the principle of tithe. If you talk about Islam, there's the principle of zakat. If you talk about Judaism, there's zedekah. If you talk about Hinduism and Buddhism, there's dana, right? So it's like almost every major religion in the world has the idea of giving back to society, right? And I can only talk about it from an Islamic perspective because that's the one I come from. Uh, but I would venture a guess that all the religions reasoning
thinking might be somewhere along the lines of what it is that I believe what it is, which is when you give money to charity, it purifies your wealth, you know, and that's why, you know, Prophet Muhammad said that nobody ever goes broke by giving money back to the charity. It's just not possible, right? So how you can apply this to your life is, you know, the way that many of our clients do it. We're not just planning for their retirement. We're not just planning for their education. We're not just planning to make sure that the money goes to the kids as tax efficiently as possible. Actively giving money back through charity is part of their financial life plan, right? And the interesting about thing about this is because I obviously, you know, want to know more about it. Like, you know, why do you feel that way? Like, you know, what's your plan on like giving back? And when did you start feeling this? And a lot of times they tell me when they had no money and maybe when they were just students or just in, in residency, they were only maybe giving $20 a month. Today, they want to give now maybe $2,000 a month, right? So this is really, really active part of their plan. And I've seen this over and over and over again, where, you know, if you want to live a rich, fulfilling life, you want to purify your wealth, you know, you start giving back to charity. The ninth profound insight to transform your life into a rich, fulfilling life is if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I know many people have said this recently, but when I did quite a lot of Googling, the origin of this quote is actually a Chinese proverb. And, you know, many famous and successful people have said it. So many people think that, you know, they're the ones who originally said it. But it's actually a Chinese proverb uh, from ancient times where, you know, it said that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And at being a certified financial planner, I can't attest to how true the statement is. Because if you don't have a plan, you're essentially hoping that everything is going to kind of just work out, right? Like, I just believe that life is too short to be willy-nilly going all about it and hoping that at the end of it, you'll be able to be financially independent, you'll be able to retire, you'll be able to send your kids to school, you'll be able to leave your money tax efficiently. It doesn't work that way. That's not how you became a physician. Imagine, again, you know, if you just did random tests here and there, oh yeah, maybe I'll take that course, or maybe I'll take that course, and at the end of it, oh yeah, I hope I become a physician. No, there was a plan. These are the courses I got to take. This is the school I got to get to. These are the exams I have to write. These are the licensing I need. This is the provincial boards I have to be on. Like, you know, so on and so forth. After all of that and a lot of meticulous planning, you finally got to be an internationally trained physician in Canada. So that's the exact way we want to obviously approach our future life as well, right? So if you're thinking like, well, I'm buying some random investments over here. I have some investments at this bank and some investments with that person and that person. And I'm saving money. I know I'll be fine. I would venture a guess probably not because what is the plan, right? Like what is your plan to save and invest money for your financial independence? How are you going to take money out of your medical professional corporation? How are you going to pay the least amount of taxes uh, when you take the money out of your medical professional corporation? How are you actually going to pay for your kid's education tax efficiently? How are you going to all leave all the money that you have as tax efficiently behind for your children? All of this needs planning. This is not just saving money here, saving money there and hoping it's going to work out. No, we do need to 100% plan for this. The number 10 and the last profound insight that you need to transform your life to a rich, fulfilling life is that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And this is said by Lao Tzu, who was an ancient Taoist philosopher. And this in a nutshell is what it's all about here. This in a nutshell is what we're trying to do here to help internationally trained physicians. You must start your rich, fulfilling life journey sooner than later. 
Many of you come to Canada in your 40s and you might be thinking, well, it's probably too late. I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to be financially independent. I'm just happy being here in Canada and practicing medicine. <laughs> you know, I never in my life thought I where I started from and where I am today, I'd actually be here. And now that I'm actually be here, thank you so much to God. Thank you so much to a super higher being. Uh, you know, this is not for me. And I think, you know, I'll just save money here and there and do things. But, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to be financially independent. Absolutely wrong. You can. And we've proven it over and over and over again for countless internationally trained physicians that come here in their 40s. We devise the plan, make sure we save the least, uh, uh, save the most amount of taxes as possible, invest that money, grow that money, compound that money over a long period of time, and you will 100% be able to live a rich, fulfilling life. So for those of you who might be interested, you can download our free guide. We created a guide which is called the most tax-efficient retirement plan for physicians. And if you're interested, you can download this free guide by going to life, L-I-F-E dot startmyrfljourney.com slash tax-free life. T-A-X-F-R-E-E-L-I-F-E. That's life.startmyrfljourney.com slash tax-free life. Like I said, this was going to be a philosophical episode, uh, not something that you would expect from a wealth management company. I felt that this episode was important to convey to help many, many physicians who are experiencing burnout, many physicians who are feeling that all they're doing is working all the time. What is even the point of all of this? Is all of this even going to work out? Am I going to be able to take care of my family? Am I going to be able to spend, uh, send my kids to school? You know, how am I going to take money out of my retirement, my medical professional corporation? You know, just answering all of those questions, not in a very money sensical way, but just getting our mentality right to live a rich, fulfilling life. And that will ultimately allow us to be financially independent, be able to take care of our kids, be able to take care of our spouses, be able to leave as much money behind for them as tax efficiently as possible. So that was the whole goal behind this episode. I hope you enjoyed it because I definitely did, you know, putting this whole episode together. It took a long time, but, you know, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it uh, because this is what we're all about, helping people live a rich, fulfilling life, specifically specifically helping internationally trained physicians in Canada live a rich, fulfilling life. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Have yourself an awesome day. And I hope you start your journey to a rich, fulfilling life today.